you're tuning in to Change It Up, the podcast. A podcast about young people challenging the status quo. I'm Sarah and I'm super excited to be in this journey with you. We Gen Z's have so much to offer this world. We're creative, inclusive, empathic and tenacious. And we're not afraid to stand up for each other. Join me and a fellow Gen Z for a weekly conversation about the behind the scenes of being a young change maker and all the things that matter to us. We're here to build connections and inspire positive change. So do you want to change the world with me? Take along. Our ambassador program, first of all, is really meant for connection and about empowerment of the young change makers that do join us every year. It's a place where young people can support each other's missions and each other's dreams and each other's NGOs and different things that they become that they are a part of after our ambassador program. And that is something that we have seen happen and something that we've seen just in the family-like community that's been created. Towards the end of the program, we realized that nobody wants to actually graduate. They want to stay in this community forever, which we allow, but they do eventually graduate the official ambassador their program. Hi, and welcome back to Change It Up. My name is Sarah, and I am really excited to be here with you guys. I hope that despite the terrifying circumstances that we all are existing in right now um, and what's going on, that you guys are able to stay grounded and, and hopefully be be with yourself, be with your family and in any way that you can um, support support the Ukraine people um, and and help whatever possible whatever possible resources that you have available for you. Um, we're trying to as, as most possibly as we can to create a guide for you guys that can allow things hopefully to make things a little bit easier for you guys to um, to find a way to support and, and to share message, to share news and, and so on and so forth. And we will share that on our social media as soon as possible. And stay, so stay, stay tuned for that. This episode, we specifically go into everything related to our history, um, our ambassador program. So it's a team, um, podcast and episode and i know you guys absolutely love these um so we're excited to bring on another episode you get to see our dynamics how we interact with each other um how we how we share the way that we talk all the little uh nuggets and crannies of our team and it's it's really crazy and fun and and we we share so many because we're friends first and foremost so there's lots of things and you get to show what the things that we have learned and how we get to share the history behind Humanity Up and the history behind our ambassador program, how it started, and also what we've learned so far and, and the realization that, that everyone else around us, like everyone else around us, at the outside, it seems like we had everything under control that we had completely put together. And, and in reality, we were we were trying things out. We didn't know exactly what we were doing and we didn't know what worked and what didn't work. And that was something that we learned along the way. So I hope that that this can sh- just goes to show you guys that we as well and that everyone else, everyone that you look up to, all everyone is trying to figure their shit out and figure things out. Um, excuse my friends. Um, but but yeah, that's that's the truth of it. And we we all learn things along the way, and that's part of the journey, and that's how it's supposed to be. And and we learn from each other. So this episode, we we speak about everything, and you get to meet. Cass and Alex from our team and and they share about who they are and and what they do in in humanity. We also talk about as I said the history of our 
organization, how we started, how we started the ambassador program, what we've learned from the ambassador program, what our biggest lessons um, have been so far also, and also what is what do we think is the biggest challenges that our generations are facing and what would our biggest advice for you guys, for anyone in our generation be? And 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 just dealing with, with the circumstances that we are facing, not just currently, but on a broader spectrum as well. And and it's just a, a nice, warm, crazy episode and, and also with so many, so many great um, quotes. And uh, I have, of course, collected two of them for you guys at the beginning that uh, you can share. Um, but this episode is just filled with so many nuggets of wisdom and so many good little fun laughs and I, I'm glad that you guys get to experience our team dynamic um, because it's it's really special and it's really the spirit and, and the, the ethos that drives us forward so um, without further ado let's bring on the episode. Oh, it's going well. It's going well. Where are you? Where are you right now? I'm in Portugal in a different town. I just got here like 15 minutes ago. I was pulling out the bags. Oh. <laughs> okay, sit down. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but it's perfect because it's like a really nice apartment and I'm super excited. But yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. my God. It looks amazing. Yeah. So How is Portugal so far? Oh, it's beautiful. It's so nice. The weather is perfect. I mean, compared to the rest of Europe, it's like uh-huh. so warm. You can go out in just a t-shirt and yeah, it's so nice. I'm actually having my, I actually have my air conditioning on right now because it's hot. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. Wow. Oh, wow. I love yeah. it. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh God. Hey, Alex. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Hey, Cass. Hey, you be great. I'm just thinking about the fact that you have your air conditioning on. It's yes. gloomy and rainy right now. I was woken up by a thunderstorm last night. No I'm just way. sitting here like, man, that would be nice. I'd that would be really nice. Sitting in the yeah. nice warm weather in Portugal right now. Yes. We had ice on the road this morning. And, and when I was out walking, like in, in sort of like early afternoon as well, there was like ice on the road. And I was like, no, not doing that anymore. Can it please be, <laughs> be spring? Yeah, seriously. Uh, that's crazy. Yes, that is crazy. So, I'm so just Cassie, I have a question for you. Do you yeah. get spring fever? Because you travel around enough that I don't know if you actually experience four seasons a year. I feel like you experience 12 in a weird order at the wrong time. Like, are you ever in a place yeah. that's cold enough for a long time that if the weather's good in a cold place, you get really excited? No, we don't stay in cold places that long. So it never, we never get that get transition. Here we are. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Really, it's bad. Ooh, it's <laughs> up with that weather, but not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, before because like when both Italy and Greece, I think of course there's four seasons, but it depends on on where you are and and how like how big the difference is. Yeah, in Italy we had. I mean, in Venice we had a lot because we were just south of the Alps, so we had yes. sometimes some snow, but not always. It was very bad weather in Venice; that was always rainy. Um, but in Greece, it's 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 actually been snowing the past couple of years. But we're just not there. We just avoid all winter at all costs. <laughs> just avoid the snow so, <laughs> yeah. altogether. 
I haven't experienced that in Greece so much. But yeah. Oh, that's great. I like it. Like there's something about seasons and then there's something about not having seasons always. Mm -hmm. When you're used to having seasons, you sort of get used to it but I kind of like seasons feel like home but at the same time I'm not always happy about the seasons because it's like how I don't really I, I know for me like I like the snow but I don't really don't really like how much it rains in, in Denmark mm -hmm. and in Britain and all that I think it's Yeah, I feel like you need yeah. the seasons to appreciate the next one because like every season around is around just long enough for you to get sick of it. You know, you're and like, oh, it's winter time. When is the snow going to end? And then finally, like right when you're finally like completely done with it, not like the first time you're grumpy about it, but like when you're finally done with it, spring it starts to just just start to show up. You know, and just like as soon as like it breaks above freezing temperature, you're like, oh, this is great, and you got like t-shirt on and shorts, and you're like putting sunscreen on yes. already. <laughs> that's 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 a thing too though like i remember because um my uncle used to be married to actually a, a woman from greece and and that's the difference even even in europe and and she came to denmark and and living with my uncle and and she was like it was like above like just as you said alex just like above freezing and everyone is just like everyone just like pull off their jackets put on a t-shirt and just set out in the sunshine even though it was like literally just terribly cold <laughs> And they were just like, and she just looked at them and she was like, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, I need it to be literally like 30 degrees Celsius for me to take off my jacket. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but, but we North, <laughs> North in It's amazing how your mindset determines how you react to a temperature. Like if it's fall and the first cold day comes in, I mean, it could be just below room temperature, like just the slightest chill and you're freezing. You've got blankets and sweaters. You're like, ah, here we go. It's winter yeah. time again. And then as soon as like, if that same temperature in springtime, I mean, you're it's, just ready to go to the beach. Up, you take it all it's off. Great. <laughs> it's literally insane. I and mean, we kind of, we kind of are. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yes. It's great. Mm. Well, have you guys <sighs> any questions before we start? I'm just thinking that I wanted this to be um, a, just like a casual conversation about our, our history why we started humanity up and and sort of the process that we went through the thoughts that we went through how we have uh gone from from just a dream into now having the, these different avenues of expression and ways of making an impact and then sort of to give people because i'm so happy that people like the, what people most like about the podcast is actually our team talks so i'm like well that's great <laughs> that's a perfect they have someone like that's one of the people that people like the most and i'm like that's really great because it gets the energy of our team and 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 i wanted to to bring more on that to people to show like what's different avenues how we work together as a team why we why we do work really well together as a team and and some of the tips like that how does that sound that sounds great that sounds fun but i'm gonna just like shoot questions at you guys and you're just gonna I'm gonna help you. I love help it. you get the yeah. direction. I can be the navigator, and you can just like. You are the navigator. We are the talkers. Yes. Just give okay. us a question, and then tell us when to start, and then tell us when to stop too, because we want to stop. Oh yeah, I'm like in the middle of everything. Stop the road. Get off track. You're like, okay, that's great. Thank you for the third revised history of Humanity Up's second meeting in April last year. Okay, that's enough, Alex. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> please pause. okay so i wanted to start um i wanted to start if you alex could start just by 
um, introducing yourself. I know you've introduced yourself on the podcast before, but I want you to, any new listeners and anyone who has not tuned in before, I want you to introduce yourself, what you're passionate about and what you do in Humanity Up. Awesome. Oh, you mean like now? Now, like now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm just I was wondering if you would like change your tone of voice from no. like, like catching up beforehand to like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the call. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I, I, oh. I, I think it's something I, I don't know. I hate podcast voices. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like people change the voice. I always felt like I have a video voice. Whenever I make videos, like I, my, my voice changes just a little bit. I, like, yeah, I, slightly I feel like I have to create a shift. Even if I like go back to like just being me, I need to like for at least a few sentences, like change myself to like mm -hmm. get my brain into like video mode. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hi guys. Uh, my name's Alex. I'm uh, here. I'm a team member of the Humanity Up team. Uh, we have a fantastic time together, um, but a little bit about myself. I've been here once before and I know we've got a lot of new, new listeners. So I really want to like introduce myself to you guys. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm the oldest member of the team. I live in Ohio. Uh, for those of you uh, overseas and ever, everywhere else in the world, uh, draw a line between DC and Chicago in America. I live Apparently. <laughs> What was that? Paradise on Earth, apparently. That's Alex's. Oh, yeah. Paradise on Earth. Anything about Ohio. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'm famous on the team because everyone else lives in these exotic locations around the world for like fiercely defending my humble little place out in the countryside of Ohio. It's just hill. It's full of hills and cornfields and cows, but it's a beautiful place. And I will swear by it to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Here in my little place in Ohio, um, I'm a huge enthusiast in a lot of like intellectual things so that's philosophy that's politics that's science and technology i mean i will I, i've when i back when i was in college i would literally spend my friday nights uh not going out and partying but reading up on science articles uh i was i was just that was what i loved and i love to do that stuff uh, and over the years i've done all sorts of cool things i've done i've had a handful of startups and stuff like that um my latest one i'm working on a news company right now that i'm excited about uh and then humanity app of course which i started two and a half years ago with this incredible team awesome and what do you do in, in our team on the team, I serve as the director. I help kind of get all the meetings working together. Um, I think we have a pretty diverse team of people from literally multiple continents, uh, and we meet on a weekly basis. And I think it's because we're so different and so talented in our differences, it's very hard to get us all to play the same tune. So I like to think of myself as kind of the orchestra conductor, <laughs> where in some ways I'm doing less work than the rest of the team, but in other ways I'm doing a lot more stressful work, where I'm really, really hoping this works out well together. <laughs> Oh, that's great. It, it's literally like that. I can, I can agree. I, I think you could agree to Cassie as well about that. Yep. So what about you, Cassie? Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm Cassie. I'm from Italy and the US. I'm a refugee advocate, an activist, and a traveler. To this day, I have been to 112 countries around the world, just meeting people, learning about different cultures. Um, at Humanity, thank you, thank you. Um, at Humanity Up, I just really help out with the ambassador program, and I'm officially titled the director of technology um, just because I help out a lot on the technical side. I've created the website, helped a little bit with social media, um, but more on a personal side. I um, also run a couple different NGOs and different organizations um, ranging from a refugee organization where I help um, provide refugees with immediate aid and help with some English classes that I run currently online for women from Afghanistan and then also run an organization with my sister um, really just providing courses and different 
types of media to young changemakers who want to learn how to make a difference in the world. Um, but that is me. I'm currently not based anywhere in the world. I'm sort of based out of Athens, Greece, but I'm Italian American, but I travel full time. So it's slightly confusing. Um, so I just say I'm from Italy because it's easier. Um, but I'm very happy to be here today. And I'm so honored to be a part of Humanity Up and to work on this organization with such extraordinary changemakers. Mm, yes, I love that. And I also like, I think you are to some extent just the like the physical embodiment of, of our generation in that way that we that we do are working without borders and that you get the chance to throughout your entire just like in your teens and your childhood, just growing up and seeing these things. And I think that has brought a lot of perspective. I think that's what we, all of us has talked so much about is that our program is unique that way, that we bring together people from literally all around the world and then we're able to gather them and actually have a program that provides these different perspectives. And you've been able to do that as well in your personal life, being able to travel to these places. But I think we do sort of the middle way that we actually bring people together in this online forum. And I think that's something that is beyond the niceness of being able to travel. I think this is the absolute next, next best way of, of doing it, getting to meet people from who are local, who know what's going on and who have this different perspective on, on things. And I think that's really amazing. So I wanted to trace back to to the beginning to how we founded this organization and i think alice if you can explain how sort of our origin story if, if it's that sort of thing and and sort of how we got together yes indeed so our wonderful origin story i really just imagine a superhero theme song playing in the background yes. so about two and a half years ago uh the humanity up team that we have today is we were hanging out in croatia we were attending an international conference and we'd just really grown to connect with each other and there was this cafe in front of the building and we just kept meeting up there a few times and each time we'd sit there we'd end up sitting there for two three four hours end up we'd miss a few classes <laughs> we just got so deep into these conversations with each other uh and i mean we were all from different places all from a dozen countries around the world and we all had very different dreams but each time one of us would talk about it the other the rest of us would sit there like wow that's incredible like i am not interested in what in what you're interested in but i'm interested in you achieving that just because just after hearing the way you talk about that, it's amazing. You know, I fall in love with you, what, what you love. And we'd sit there and we'd give each other advice like, oh my gosh, have you heard of this person on social media? Or have you read this book? Or, oh my gosh, you should look this up. Trying to support each other, figuring out like, like I believe in your dreams. This is amazing. I want you to achieve them. And at some point during one of those morning cafe conversations, we sat there and we realized this is this is a really good feeling. I feel supported. I feel validated. I feel capable. Can we give this to more people? How can we make, how can more people feel this? Cause I mean, if everybody in the world felt this, I mean, imagine a world where everyone in the world felt what we're feeling right now. I think we'd fix a lot of problems in the world just like that. And so we sat there and we talked and we wondered and we decided, well, let's form an organization where we can bring more people together like us. Not everybody can travel like us. We happened to be I mean, none of us were from Croatia, none of us. And yet there was a dozen of us sitting in a cafe in Croatia, forming something together. And since then, two and a half years later, none of us have all been in the same place. So, I mean, it really, it was a rare moment. And so we wanted to see if we could recreate that rare moment in a more common way for more people. And we formed this organization. We said, let's do this. Let's bring more people together. Let's bring people from every country together. 
people, the most different people you could find, bring them all, put them all in the same room and see what happens. We didn't have a great plan. We didn't have a curriculum. We didn't have content at that point. Uh, we just wanted to see what would happen. And uh, I mean, within a week, we'd talked with the people at the conference we were at and we announced our organization on that stage with zero planning, zero warning. I mean, we went from concept to launched on a stage presenting in front of a thousand people in a matter of days. <laughs> it was a truly incredible experience. And since then, about six months of uh, hectic planning and organizing and figuring how to set things up, how we wanted to, uh, maybe six months later, we announced our first program and it was uh, like a yearly program. So every year we wanted to bring in a bigger and bigger group of students from all around the world. We have a informal rule of one person per country. So that's, I mean, that's about as diverse as you can get right there. Um, and we've slowly brought students together. We've ran two cohorts since then. We're getting ready for our third group of students, um, our third year of teaching kids. And I think we're doing pretty well. It's a pretty incredible experience. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's, it's amazing. Um, and you tell it so well, um, our story. And I think it's, I like what it, how organic it, it, it the process was and, and how, how fast things move but also how much we have grown along the process and 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 how we we have sort of morphed into to what we are today but that sort of was an intention an intentional process but also we have sort of learned along the way what worked and what actually doesn't work and have so many different new visions and new ideas that we are brought into the organization. Um, so Cass, can you tell us a little bit more about um, our program, um, how we sort of the intentions behind uh, our ambassador program and, and a little bit about our ambassadors, who they are? Of course. So a little bit about the ambassador program. Our ambassador program, first of all, is really meant for connection and about empowerment of the young change makers that do join us every year. And that is something that we have seen happen and something that we've seen just in the family like community that's been created towards the end of the program, we realized that nobody wants to actually graduate. They want to stay in this community forever, which we allow, but they do eventually graduate the official ambassador program. But the ambassador program is really just a place for young people. Like Alex was saying, with the intention that we have with Humanity Up, it's a place where young people can support each other's missions and each other's dreams and each other's NGOs and different things that they become, that they are a part of after our ambassador program. And so at the beginning, it's interesting. It was something that just kind of evolved naturally. It wasn't something that one of us just woke up in the middle of the night and said, we're going to start an ambassador program and it's going to be awesome. It was something that just started evolving. And um, one of the first people that I remember we started when I was traveling, I met somebody in Kyrgyzstan and her name was Dinara. And I met her in person and she was an amazing young individual with this goal to achieve disabled rights in her country, Kyrgyzstan. And she was telling me all about her mission. And I just met her by chance in a coffee shop and she was the barista there and she was so sweet and so cool and I remember we had a humanity up call that day at that same cafe and that was something that kind of just came into my mind was how can we reach more of these people how can we um, involve other young people into humanity up because at the time it was just our team members and that idea slowly started to form over time um, keeping in touch with other young people and then at over time, I'm not quite sure when it happened, but we just had this ambassador program idea that we wanted to start up after meeting a couple of other young people that wanted to get involved with us. So I must say that first ambassador program was definitely a test because we had never done anything like that before. All of us were kind of new to this and we were all super hopeful in it though, because we just knew that 
we were ready to support other young people with dreams like ours, with missions like ours that just had this idea and wanted to get involved in their communities locally and make this change. And so we started that up. We started with weekly calls and we got people involved. We had applications, we did some interviews. And as soon as the ambassador program, the first ambassador program started, you could tell it was going to be something special because you were having somebody from Nigeria interact with a Syrian refugee, interacting with another person on the, in the U.S. that had a passion for something that was very, very personal to them. So all of a sudden, it really became this global community and everyone was just really open to connection and open to sharing. And over time, when it ended eventually, like I said before, it really, really just was this family that we were just so close with and so connected with that we could have fun with, but then also have these serious conversations and go into these serious issues and come up with solutions. And so that really is the magic of the ambassador program is that it is supportive. It's like a family, but at the same time, we're solving these really big problems and we're coming up with ideas together and supporting one another. Mm, yeah, I thank you. I thank you for saying that. And I think also what is is something that we we're really good at is is something that we talk a lot about is how we we work with with imposter syndrome and work with sort of humanizing activism and and looking to expand people in how they see activism how how activism is a lot of different things and how we need to collaborate how we need to bring in different perspectives how we we need to diversify diversify our our opinions and and how i think that our program in that way is so unique and and so special in, it, in our organization as well especially in that way that we're not based we are not from a specific of perspective in the world we actually bring in people from all different parts of the world on our team as well and i think that's something that brings that sort of globalized uh cohesive feeling that it is a world without borders and and that's the the vision that we work or sort of the ethos that we work from but also that's what we try to create and install in our ambassadors as well this idea that you truly can be uh borderless in the world and that we can work that way on a global scale and we don't need to to just help the one in our local communities is a good place to start but if we do all of these small local changes that we talk so, so much about we can actually create a global scale together and and i love that um so i want to know what you guys think is starting with you Cass. what you guys think is your favorite um experience or thing that we have done in our organization Yeah, so when it comes to my favorite thing that we've done in our organization, I definitely say the ambassador program is really high up there just because of the connectedness that we've created and the cross-continental unity that really is is humanity up itself. And I I'd say my favorite my favorite kind of memory and thing from Humanity Up was probably one of our solution-based calls that we had in our ambassador program. Um one of those calls where we would all all of our team members and all of our ambassadors get on and talk about one of the problems that our world is facing, um, whether it's a lack of human rights or whether it's something more specific towards climate change or a specific cause. Um, but I can't specify one specific um, one because they're all so amazing. But something that I just loved about those calls was how we talk about things and talk about how the same issue is affecting each of our countries. And just to really see this global perspective and seeing these same issues occurring in all these different countries that we were covering and just seeing how they they how they differ and how they change according to different cultural customs according to different histories according to the different languages in each country and i think that that was something that was really beautiful was seeing not only just that 
we have this connectedness, but then coming up with solutions together to those same issues um, in a way that just really embodies that unity that we are representing in those calls. So I definitely feel like those solution-based uh, calls where we just get on and talk about it and just hear all these different perspectives and then eventually kind of come up with this big solution together and have all these realizations on these calls were that was probably my favorite part. It's one of my favorite parts about Humanity Up. It's very hard to pick one specifically, but that is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> Love that. How about you, Alex? Well, Cassidy definitely might have taken my answer there. Uh, <laughs> talking about our incredible ambassador program and how much fun we have with that, and specifically those deep dive calls that we have. Um, and I can agree with her. There have definitely been some times. I mean, we're supposed to be teachers, but I honestly take notes every class. Uh, I just I, I keep a list of quotes usually of someone expressing something in a really unique way that resonates with me or that makes me go, wow, I never thought about it that way. Um, so I'll give you guys a different answer. Um, so we do this, uh, it wasn't actually planned to become a tradition, but we have this traditional end of year call together uh, where uh, our last class before our summit, wherever all of our students graduate and they give these big presentations, we work with our students all of October together to help them craft these incredible speeches. And for many of these students, it's their first time doing public speaking. We do a big live webinar and we, all of our students are required to do this. It's sort of one of our ethos is, uh, sort of our ethos is if you want to become a change maker, you got to learn to use your voice. And so we really push them to do that. And by the end of the program, all of them do this big public speaking thing. And they're all really proud of it at the end. But at the end of October, we take a break one weekend off before the summit and we celebrate Halloween together. Now, Halloween, of course, isn't a global holiday. It's mostly confined to North America. And even in North America, it's got different forms like Dia de los Muertos in Mexico. Um, but we use it as an, as an excuse for all of us to dress up. Uh, we've had people dress up as uh, James Bond and Batman and Catwoman and Sailors, and I'm running out. Oh, an egg. Yes, Denara, as Cassie <laughs> mentioned egg? earlier, showed up. We had an egg. <laughs> oh, my God, yep, I love she it. She showed up. We were worried because she was about 15 minutes late to that fun call. And I was like, oh, man, we're, we're missing a couple people. And then she joins. And why she joins the call and there's no one on screen. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> then she jumps on screen dressed as an egg. Just oh my God. like just like you threw it in a frying pan. And we just burst out laughing. It was absolutely incredible and so unexpected. We just oh we were in tears. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. I love it. It's and we play this game on that call. It's called Werewolf, if anyone's ever heard of it. And it goes by different get different names in different places. There's different versions, of course. Um, but basically we all just uh, we all role play that we're in a small village and every night someone is, uh, someone is removed from the team. Someone is, someone dies in the night by the werewolf. And, uh, it's just this big guessing game. And I act as the storyteller and all of the students and some of the staff, they like start to fight each other over like, no, I'm, you're suspicious. I see you smiling over there. And it just becomes this really fun, like end of year, deep breath, relax, celebrate the times we had together. And, it's really like it's really the most social call we have because we do try to stay on top stay on topic throughout most of the year and so it's really nice to see at the end of this you know five months or more uh these students are just instant friends the first we have this big social call we play a game for usually two hours and all of them are just instantly friends they're they know they know each other's facial expressions they know each other's tone of voice they're like wait a minute your voice went up when you said that i don't believe you you're lying there or oh no they're definitely telling the truth they, they wouldn't be able to hold that smile in like the fact that our students know each other that well like they're best friends who've grown up together for 20 years i i think that's a testament to how incredible we've developed this program to become and how much we've 
been able to help these students who live so far apart connect so closely together. Mm, yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing. And it, it reminds me, I think, if I could say something that was also different from Cass's and from yours, I think one of my favorite, I don't think it's a specific memory, but sort of like favorite experiences has been seeing just us as, as a team, you and me and Pamini, and then for people that have come and go, just grow into a team and how we've been able to to find the way to work together. We see that with the ambassadors as well, how they start up as this group of, of people who don't know each other, who who are really different and who come together about things they are mutually passionate about, but, but there are so many different qualities and experiences and backgrounds and all this. And, and somehow they find a way and we found a way to really work well together and to to combine our different forces into something greater. And I think that for me has been has been a really beautiful experience seeing how we just molded into this team and that we do have all of like, we can do, we can argue, we can have random stuff that we talk about and we can have like all of these, these usual drama stuff that everyone like imagines. And, and like, I can remember like the last time we did a podcast, there was some, uh, I think it was Pavani she said with something and she, she couldn't even mention it on the podcast because it was such, such a controversial <laughs> thing that we talked about. And it was like, well, we don't want to be cancelled or anything like that that we have need to mention anything about that but I think we we do have a really sort of safe space both in our team and we also been able to I, f- I feel like that I can I can might be one but but I feel like we've been able to create that safe space for our, our ambassadors as well and and that space where they, they're allowed to grow and where we're allowed to grow and where we again as you said Alex in in the beginning that we do still, even though we do this thing together, we also still support each other's individual uh, aspirations. So whether we're working on going into uni or we're working on something creative or you're working at your at, at your business and startup as well, we do support each other and still help each other achieve those dreams and while we do this thing at the same time. So I think it's, it's a nice way um, and we've really done a great job at, at, at sort of coming together and working together as a team, even though none of us has really that much experience of, of working in the organization. But I think we have created something that is really special for us as well. Couldn't agree more, Sarah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I wanted to jump a little bit about more in, in general about the work that we do and, and what sort of we have achieved today. But I wanted to, to ask you both about what you think is the main challenge that our generation um, experienced today in, in our society and, and sort of that sort of t- sort of ties into to why we also started this organization because we do have issues in this world and, and we wanted to help sort of create solutions or help the world move into a better place of what we do. But, but what do you guys see as the main challenge? And you can go ahead and start, Alex. Ooh, that's a big question. Um, I would say, I would say this generation, and I'm speaking globally, not just within my community. This generation globally has a problem with purpose. I think enough people out there don't feel they don't they feel they don't have a purpose, or they feel they don't know what their purpose is. Um, I mean, if you go back a generation ago, um, especially in America, for example. Um, go back one or two generations. And statistically speaking, you were most likely to to do the job that your mother or your father did. Um, 
over any other job, like significantly more likely to do that job. And part of that was your upbringing. You were exposed more often to this type of conversation or this type of skill set, right? Um, and these days, there's, you know, in say the last generation or so, there is this switch where people are trying, parents and kids alike are trying to like say, okay, so what I want to choose, like, let's bring back, let's bring more choice into the world. Um, I love this question. Like at least growing up for me, I don't know about you guys. Um, one of the most common questions I'd be asked whenever I met anyone new, whether it was a distant family member, I haven't seen for a few years or uh, a new neighbor or something like that. One of the first questions I'd get asked was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think that's such an inspiring thing. Right. But I think we've been asked that so much, but we've been provided less guidance in an attempt mm -hmm. to let us be more free. I think there was some sort of so, something went wrong there. I think where we've been given so little guidance that we've been given uh, like full freedom to become whatever we want, but no guidance on how to choose what we want. And I think there's a gap there, right? Yeah. I think there's this gap of purpose where we all want to become something. I mean, especially now we've been so empowered. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You can be anything you want. Just imagine it. What would you want to be? And we can't decide. <laughs> the world is big and exciting and magical and wonderful. And we're like, oh God, oh God, how do I choose? So magic and you question. see this. I mean, I have yeah. a magic question for you. What do you answer? What was your answer as growing up? What do you want it to become? You had it coming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when I was in high school, uh, when I was in high school, people would ask me, what do you want to study in college? That was the common question at my age. And exactly when it was that question, just rephrased specifically for a high school student, 11th grade, 12th grade, right before you start college or university. And in that age, uh, what I told everybody was I wanted to study aerospace engineering because I wanted to run the next generation of NASA. I looked at it as I was like, NASA was this big thing, but due to politics and different stuff, they're like, they're not as popular. They're not as funded. There's a lot of stuff going wrong with them, but their ideal still stands. And I love what they stood for. And so I wanted to get into space and aerospace engineering and all of that technology to really lead the next version of that, whatever it was, whether NASA became big and amazing again, or whether something else showed up. And I don't know. Uh, I still like, I still like that dream. Uh, I think I want to lead even more and do even more stuff. Uh, I like politics now, for example, and I think that's even more far-reaching far than just space. But um, yeah, that was the answer I gave everyone. Mm, that's great. And how about you, Cass? First answering what you wanted to become when you were little, when you grew up. <laughs> okay, this changes so much throughout my childhood. Okay, I'm, so I'm not was, the only one. So like, <laughs> <laughs> there were so many different things that I wanted to become from being a singer to a ballerina to acting to filmmaking. And then when I started getting involved in the refugee crisis, it was running an NGO and then it became working for the United Nations, um, which still stands today. Uh, but yeah, it really has changed so much over time. Now I want to work more in human rights policy. Um, but I really think it literally changed every month. So one month it would be one thing and then I'd watch a movie and get inspired and I want to become <laughs> something completely yeah. different. I want to be a pilot now and I want to be, it was, it was completely random, but I definitely think the arts combined with human rights, um, United Nations have always been in my trajectory. Um, hopefully I can continue working in those ones. Um, but yeah, over <laughs> I have a paper yeah. in a box somewhere from when I was a really little kid. And my dream job, I think when I was maybe five years old, was I wanted to work in an ice cream shop. 
That was my dream job because you did that. You did that. I did. I actually worked at an ice cream shop when we were first forming Humanity Up. So for the first three or four months of Humanity Up, after that Croatian cafe, uh, I spent the following autumn working in an ice cream shop while during, you know, I'd wake up and I'd spend the mornings and I'd serve ice cream to people in the afternoons. I'd get on a call and plan this big thing with this team. (laughs) There you go. That's nice. That's nice. Dreams really do come true. Here at Humanity Up, especially, we've got you. Small and big, <laughs> everything's possible. That's possible. Okay, so Kaz, uh, what for you is the, what do you think is our generation's biggest challenge or the thing that we battle most with? I definitely think that overwhelm and burnout in our social media age is something that we all struggle with. I was kind of juggling between imposter syndrome and burnout, but I think that burnout is something that needs to be addressed and something I know I've experienced and I something that I know a couple in our team have experienced as well, just because in our, in our day and age of where we're just so overwhelmed, there's so much coming at us where we can, we have so much accessibility to all these different things. We can be a part of organizations online, like Humanity Up, we can learn things online, we can take courses, we can, you know, travel through our laptops, we can learn about new places and read about new things. We have so much that is accessible to us, especially with social media and finding other people and communicating that sometimes it can be overwhelming. And sometimes you do need to take that step back because it can be so much all at once. And this is something I definitely experienced just committing to too many different projects, committing to too many different campaigns and different organizations. And then all of a sudden you're left with just a sense of overwhelm and that you can't handle it all. So I definitely feel like that is something that our generation struggles with is that ability to take some time to ourselves. And that's something that has been making more um, of an impact nowadays, just that mental health community, taking time for self-care, taking time to yourself, taking a social media break, all these different practices. So I definitely feel like that is something that our generation struggles with, but at the same time has found a solution to, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, But I definitely feel like raising awareness about that at the same time, because Sometimes when you feel that, well, why am I feeling this burnout? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed? Um, what can I do? And I feel like it's really important to address that and just to let other young people of our generation know that it's completely normal. It's completely normal to you need to take that break away from social media. I've done that way too much in the past couple months, just going on and off, just because sometimes it can get that really overwhelming feeling. So I definitely say that is something that our generation struggles with. But like I said, there's also these solutions set in place and so many resources for us through those same mediums to really help regulate that and really help us move forward into a more like less stressful environment I guess you could say yeah I like that I, I think it's so true what you both said I think also what ties into it is I think something for it and, and something that I've been sort of reading more about and and recently was was the way that would both with that we need to have sort of the challenge to get to know ourselves even better and that we need to as we get more and more resources and more and more opportunity and things that move fast and fast and faster, we also need to be more and more aware of who we are. And of course that we change, but, but that we need to be aware of learning to understand ourselves and what we want and what we, we are passionate about, what we have to offer, what gives us energy, how do we regulate our emotions, how do we act socially, like emotional and social intelligence is something that I think is one of our generation's greatest challenges. I think we have so deprived of both of, of them, um, because both because of technology, but also because our world is so focused on on outcome, on, on what we produce and what we do rather than who we are. And, and I think that learning to, to get to know ourselves and how we 
because these are skills like emotional rather than and IQ, EQ, and SQ is something that we can all learn. It's not something that is set in stone. So it's something that we can all learn and that we all can have access to. And, and with that, it also becomes easier to choose and, and rather choose from a place of who you are and what you, what you, of course, that's a privilege to have that choice. But, but also that we, when we know what we want, it's easier to also say no to what we don't want and what stresses us and all that. So I think for me, I think that's one of the biggest challenges and, and this idea of, of this nihilistic um, approach where everything is just relative and everything is in flux. I think that's the state that we are in and everything is changing all the time. So with that being said, we need to be able to have an anger within ourselves. And I think, I think that's something that we struggle with and, and that we need to. And I think it also is, is something that I think in our program um, and in our organization, it has given me more that grounding feeling because we go through these things rather than just talking we also talk about all of these issues and all of these challenges and all of these things that goes on in society, but we also have this personal side of things where people, where we actually help our ambassadors and we help, we help each other um, tackle these things like how do I grow myself? How do I get to know what I'm passionate about? How do I cultivate my, my passions? How do I work with creativity? How do I get to know myself and who I am and how do I say no? How do I... Um, tackle imposter syndrome and, so, and and things like that. So I think that's really cool. Alex, do you have yeah. something to say? Yeah. I mean, you talked about like that sense of like things going faster and faster and yeah. faster and that sense of overwhelm. And uh, it, it just brings back uh, stories, a story from when we really first started with uh, this organization. Um, when we first started, um, we had, we had, a, so we launched it at this international conference, like I mentioned. Right. And, at that event, we actually had a lot of people who wanted to offer us support. They just saw how much energy we had. And even though behind the scenes, we had made this up in a matter of days, the, what we produced and what we shared with these people on this stage, I mean, everybody was just swept away by this vision we had. And so everyone was like, let me help you. Let me help you. And we actually had over a million dollars worth of pledges from people who like wanted to support us. They're like, Hey, you know, I'll help you guys build this and I'll give you guys some funding once you guys have things all set up and like ready. Right. And so all of a sudden the stakes got really high for us. Uh, and it was, I think we had the energy to do it, but we didn't have the skill sets yet. Uh, and the organization wasn't developed enough to have the channels to funnel our energy into building something. And so in the early days, we meet today, we, these days we meet once a week. Uh, but in the early days, the first say, six months or so, we would meet three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And when we first started, we, uh, we voted and we had me, we elected me as the director. And over time, both Cassidy and I have both served as directors, both independently and cooperatively through various stages of this organization. And we, it, we, this vicious cycle started to happen where we'd have this meeting and then I'd spend the next 24 hours trying to take everything we talked about and put it together oh, and yes. make it make sense. And then I'd go to bed and I'd have a nightmare. We wouldn't sleep at all. I would just have nightmares all night long. And then we'd have a meeting the next day. And it started this vicious cycle of Monday meeting, Tuesday nightmare, Wednesday meeting, Thursday nightmare, Friday meeting, Saturday nightmare. Sunday would be a break if I had a break. <laughs> and it just began this vicious cycle 
And Cassidy had the same exact issue because about three months later, I burned out. Uh, uh, we started off with like 12, 13. We had a lot of people on the team. And since now we have four people uh, and we lost a lot of people. Sometimes it was differences of opinion. Sometimes it was just this organization wasn't what someone wanted to do long-term with their life. And it was a lot of different reasons. But part of that, I would say, was burnout. Um, burnout from all of us and burnout on my part and possibly Cassidy too later on. Um, where when I burned out, I became a terrible leader. I admit it. I wasn't a great, I mean, I, I tried, but I, my brain was fried. There was just so much going on. I wasn't sleeping. I was having nightmares. And finally we held a new vote. We were like, guys, we got to re revote, elect a new leader. And then Cassidy was given that role. And I, a couple of months later, I started to notice like she was less and less responsive. She, you know, she was saying fewer and fewer things. She wasn't showing up to our calls with a smile on her face. And uh, I don't know if we talked in private or on a call at one point, but I realized she was going through the same thing. And it probably took us maybe six, eight, nine months even before we finally got our footing and things finally started to organize. I mean, it was, probably wasn't even until we launched our first program and started to have something to focus on and really dial in that the nightmare stopped between us and this organization started to really figure out what it wanted to become. I mean, it was a, it was, you talk about overwhelm and I, we weren't exempt from that. I mean, we, we weren't immune from it. that when the, with this organization. I completely agree. I remember the first time I brought that up. I think it was just us two on a call, Alex. And I remember saying, I, it's something so weird. I keep having nightmares at night. And I never made the connection of the whole like stress of the just trying to live up to this expectation because we had all of these people watching us and we didn't really know what we were doing. And all of a sudden we were pledged a million dollars and we weren't quite sure where this was going, what we wanted to do. All we knew is that we had a vision that we each had these big passions and things that we wanted to do in the world. So we had all the right intentions. We had all the vision and the mission there, but we just didn't know how to execute it. And I remember the first time I brought that up to Alex and then you ended up saying that you had the exact same thing happen. I was just floored because I was like, what? How is that possible? I thought that was just something that I was going through. And then just having that realization that I was putting too much stress on myself and that you understood that feeling and then just kind of cooperating between each other and trying to figure out a happy medium. And then I completely agree. I feel like the ambassador program gave us a place where we could focus our energy because we were seeing tangible outcomes. We were seeing this difference being made here and now. And I really feel like that ambassador program helped humanity up so much just also for us and having that mission to be enacted and seeing these visions that we had and these passions that we had come to life in our ambassador program was truly special but i'm still so grateful for our growth and everything that we've overcome and just having all these lessons that we learned along the way like there are so many lessons that i would say um to our younger selves that not to repeat but also at the same time you want to make those lessons to learn them in the end but we've definitely come a long way but i'm so grateful for the journey that we've all had oh yeah, yeah. i would definitely say during those few months it transitioned from when we first started it was oh my gosh we have all this support coming in for us in various forms from people wanting to help us to money and all of these things and i would say both as a part of like burning out and fixing things and burning out and fixing things and let that cycle but also as we started to really finally lay some groundwork over those first eight months i think it was um, we transitioned. And I think what really helped us was our students. And we transitioned and we didn't get that million dollars. We didn't get a lot of that support because we didn't set up the organization the way we originally expected. We changed what we wanted to do. And things, of course, the support behind that changed with that. And 
I think what saved us, as Cassidy was saying, was uh, once we really started with our students, all of a sudden, you know, the people who depended on us, the, the weight that was on our shoulders wasn't a million dollars that none of us had ever even seen before. It was 20 faces from people around the world, just mm-hmm. innocent high school and college aged kids who saw this thing and they said, I would love to meet people from other countries and make friends. And that simple goal is what really allowed us to transform into the organization we are today. Yes. And what will you guys say? Um, you can start, Alex. What will you say is some of the lessons to either our younger selves or to other young people wanting to, or maybe starting or wanting a entirely youth-based organizations? Because I think for me, I've talked to so many people on the podcast Uh, and, and podcast about how it is to be a young person and and stepping up as a leader and and not having any training or any experience as a leader but it's something that we do and it's something that we do gladly but there is a lot of like it's lots of tries and trials and errors and and we do so what will you guys say is your greatest lessons and advice maybe as well Ooh, greatest lessons i would definitely say for anyone who wants to start something or uh, like make an impact bigger or small whether that's in their neighborhood or in their country um the biggest thing i've found is acknowledging the idea that everybody else you see around you also has no idea what they're doing and someone <laughs> yes. told me this years ago yes. they, they they uh she was uh it was a friend of mine and she was talking about like world leaders and business leaders and all like the icons the people you see and you're like wow that's a role model there's they know what they're doing they know what they want mm-hmm. and that the friend of mine had actually met uh, all sorts of like kind of famous people and they realized they were very ordinary people. I mean, they would love certain types of music and hate certain types of food. They were very truly regular people and they just, maybe it was their career or something about them that made them famous in that certain way. And so that, that was the lesson that they learned. And it took years for me to finally realize that. I think there was a sense of imposter syndrome there of like, I'm suddenly doing significant things but there's no way i'm as good as these other people that i look up to right that separation like we don't allow ourselves mm. to be to be good we, we don't allow like there's another saying you will never outperform your own self-image and i think that stands true and i think what we do here is help people realize that their self-image can grow and expand and as soon as you do that You, as soon as you realize that all the successful people around you are just like you, <laughs> and many times they have no idea what they're doing. They're just kind of like making the best decision they have as they go. And that's what we've done through Humanity Up. We've just shared some great stories or I guess personal stories about some of the trials and tribulations of like, just take it day by day. And over time, we became something great. But I think part of that was because we accepted that we could be great. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. And I think that another really important factor that really connects with that is how we've over over the course of humanity have learned to prioritize our friendship, especially within the group. And I think that we've really seen that recently is we'll get on a team call, we'll get ready to talk about all the things that we're ready about humanity up about the, our future plans. And then we'll have the call be, become 80% just random <laughs> conversations. And we're talking about random things and Googling and laughing and really just instilling that friendship into these group calls and taking time out of our schedules to make sure that we have those chats that we make sure that we're, 
we're all feeling okay, that we're not overwhelmed. And I feel like these, these check-ins really have helped us recently in humanity up. Just keep grounded and remember what we're here for. Even though we're not repeating our mission statement or our vision to each other, we're just rem remembering where our roots are from and remembering that it started off just as a group of friends that met sitting at a cafe, sharing our visions and talking. And I think that that has definitely helped us stay grounded and something that we've over the course of humanity have learned because we weren't doing that at the beginning and we were focusing a lot on the work and the tasks. And I feel like we've done, it's just become a natural transition that we've done that it's really beautiful. And just to see that or we keep growing and we keep connecting with one another, even after two and a half years. And some of us have known each other longer. I think it's three and a half years that I know Alex and a couple other of our past team members. So it shows you just how much you can, Hey, <laughs> just how much you can keep growing. Um, and another thing that really connects with that is because we've instilled that trust into these friendships and we've had the time to connect with one another, it allows us to have that trust and the, and the really the chance to share tasks and to work with one another and to trust each other to really share in these different things that we're not feeling that overwhelmed, that we're working with each other, that we can get on a call and share maybe something that we're stressed about, or maybe share a task that was a little overwhelming on us. And that ability was really, I think, founded on that friendship. So I definitely feel like these are lessons that we learned along the way is to just trust one another, to work on tasks together, but overall just instilling that friendship into our conversations. Really People like to separate business life and personal life, but I think part of what makes us a successful business is the fact that we are there for each other's personal lives. Mm. Yes, that's so true. I can agree more. And uh, before we round up, because we don't have so much time left, uh, but I wanted to know what you guys think um, is the future for our organization. So if you can start, Cassidy, about what you think, where we are moving um, and what we will look like in the future. Yeah, so all about the future, even. <laughs> um, I definitely see us continuing um, engaging with young people as that is our mission. And I can see us growing our community even wider so that we can encompass more countries and more communities that we weren't able to reach before, whether that's through an ambassador program or through other resources, um, even just through Instagram or through other mediums. But I feel like that is something that I see in our future is just connecting with more youth across the globe. I do believe we have the opportunity, maybe to connect with like people from every continent. Obviously, Antarctica is very difficult to reach. However, I do believe that we can reach as many countries as possible and just engaging young people in these conversations, in these really dialogues where they get to dive into their missions and their visions, but also not only connecting these young people, but empowering and then also helping them achieve their goals. And I know that is something that we've helped out um, certain ambassadors from our past programs. I know one of them has started an NGO. One of them is working in their government. One of them launched a whole prize event. So there's all of these different things that they're that they're doing. And I feel like that Humanity Up really helped enable that and really helped with their journeys. And so I definitely see us continuing doing that in the future. Like I said, whether through an ambassador program or through different, um, different other initiatives that we can launch within Humanity Up. But I think that we are going to continue our mission to really empower and connect young people globally and expand Humanity Up's community. Yay. I would definitely say in terms of our future, I think the future of our organization is, it's also the, it's the future of our students. Um, what we found is that our students grow, learn and grow so much that they, 
Well, as Cassidy mentioned, they don't want to graduate. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have so much fun. They're like graduation is a sad day, not an accomplishment. They're like, wait, no, well, no, I don't want to go. We are students for life, right? So yes, maybe mm-hmm. that's just the thing. <laughs> and what we found is, you know, the future of our organization is slowly becoming more and more the future of the students who've gone through this organization, where we're starting to bring in past students who have just exploded in growth in their life and we're bringing them back and they're talking about, yeah, I work uh, in my country's government now, or yeah, I was speaking with world leaders in Geneva. Like all of a sudden they're saying these things and you're like, wait a minute, hang on, wait a minute. Like a year ago we were on a call and you, you, wait, how did you go from that to that? What? We're just amazed at the growth of that. And I think the future of this organization is the future of our students where slowly over time, it's just building and growing into a bigger and bigger community where we're bringing new people in, like Cassidy says, and we're going to expand every country, every continent. And one day we'll get Antarctica. But we will. <laughs> on top of that, it's, I mean, we're, we're building, it's not a fresh, cl- a fresh class of students every single year. It's, I mean, it's, it's another ring on a tree. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I think that's so great. Uh, I think we, we, I can't wait to see where we are moving ahead and, and all of these things. I think like, as uh, like the way that we, that we grow is also that we get more branches on, the, on this tree that, that somehow we grow into different directions and get connected with other organizations. And we do all of these projects that, that brings that brings all of this together so that now we're just not just doing the ambassador program, but we create all of these um, opportunities for ambassadors to connect with other organizations to um, bring on their organizations to our program and to bring it on the podcast if you want to create a podcast or bring it on if you want to create something else or working with a partnership or creating if it's, it's a merchandise series anything that we can imagine of and I, and I like that we have opened up for all of these avenues and I see us in the future just being an organization that has this collective vision of, of how we how we are as as young people and as as a humanity, but also that we that we are different and there is so many different ways to to be an activist and to be a change maker and to make an impact and and that we can bring all of these different methods together. And I think that makes us really unique besides being really global in our team, in our in our ambassador program of things are that our perspective is is unique that we we allow different avenues to to make change is is something that is really great so both of you thank you so much for joining me at the podcast today i love the hell out of both of you and i'm so happy that you guys are part of this team and that i bumped into you guys in croatia at some time um, and i can't wait to see where the future is going it's been so much fun thank you for having us episode was brought to you by Humanidia. Thank you for tuning in and for being part of this amazing community. I'll see you next time.